0: You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome to Because You Asked, I'm Barry Nussbaum. Today, we're back with Ask the Ambassador with Ambassador Danny Ilone, former Israeli Ambassador to the United States and Deputy Foreign Minister of Israel with some pressing questions about to be answered on what's going on in Israel. Danny, thanks for joining me again. Thank you. Pleasure, Barry. Let's talk about the crisis in Gaza. Today, there are tens of thousands of Palestinians uh, whooped up like crazy people on the border by their Hamas leadership, rushing the fence, throwing stones and burning tires at the Israeli troops, trying to protect Israelis uh, that are living on the other side of the border, and in some cases, firing live rounds of ammunition across the border through the fence. What should the Israeli response be,
1: and what should the world response be? Well, first of all, Barry, the Israeli response is, should be very, very strong. And I think what the IDF and the Israeli government uh, are doing now is just right. No sovereign country can have such an invasion, and not just an invasion of peaceful people, but of people who are uh, meaning uh, not well for, uh, for Israelis, you have to stop it and keep your sovereignty. It's a right of uh, self-defense. It's the basic right of every nation. And uh, what we do is we keep them out. At all costs, we need to keep them out, and this is what we're doing. I believe the international community should do is condemn the Hamas and ask them and demand that they will stop inciting the people. Basically, what they do is they brainwash them they deny them any uh, human amenities. They make them just so depra- deplorably uh, miserable, so they have nothing to lose, and then they send them to the to the border. Uh, and not only that, they send the children and women first.
0: Oh, a seven-year-old child was put to the border fence. Yes. And fortunately, the IDF was able to reunite
1: the child with the parents. parents. Absolutely. So I think the Hamas should understand that not only they bear the responsibility, but there is a consequence. And the consequence is that all those Hamas leaders should be tried in Hague for war crimes. I couldn't
0: agree with you more. And yet, uh, we're two people shouting into the wilderness this afternoon. Um, The news out of the EU is that uh, European leaders are calling for an investigation as to the disproportionate Israeli response, uh, and the UN Security Council is calling for an investigation as well. I wonder what the appropriate response is. Is it to drop leaflets, stop trying to kill Israelis? Is it to put up signs, please be nice? What would be the appropriate response, according to the Europeans and the uh, United Nations, you served? That's the whole thing.
1: They have no good answers. They are very, very easy to uh, point fingers, but without any answers. And I can tell you there is a huge double standard here because no European country would let uh, illegal immigrants or invaders to come across their borders. So they don't have any solutions. Israel actually is the most humane uh, country in the world. and. Uh, in, in terms of collateral damage, the Israeli army is doing not only its best, but it's better than any other military force on earth in terms of limiting any collateral damage and actually protecting uh, uh, human beings, uh, even against their own wishes, certainly of
0: their... Of their uh, I, I, I agree with you, but what's going to happen... They're calling for, uh, around the time of Israeli Independence Day, which the Palestinians call the Nabqa, the catastrophe, they want the fence rushed and knocked down with 10,000 people invading southern Israel. Well, we were just filming a few weeks ago, live there, and it was peaceful, and it was fields of crops. What will Israel do if and when 10,000 people pour through that fence?
1: Two things, first of all, more of the same, but uh, in much more intensive and extensive ways to stop them. Secondly, there are some tactical issues, of course, that we have not the liberty to, to tell about, but uh, there are some ways also to stop them in their territory before they come very close to the, to the fence. And then there is another measure that has not been tried yet, and this is deterrence. That means those who carelessly send them and brainwash them, you know, the leaders of of the Hamas, you know, who are just talking about their hell-bent on the destruction of the state of Israel, and they say it. They are the ones who should bear the consequences, that means they are fair game. And I believe if they will understand that their lives is at risk, just as they want to put these babies and these poor children at at risk, maybe they will have second thoughts. We're going to see you in the
0: next couple of weeks, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So let's talk about the PA hating on Americans, especially the representatives of the President of the United States. Uh, Nikki Haley uh, at the UN, as you know, has been a very strong supporter and friend of Israel. Uh, both publicly uh, in the forum and every time she's in front of a camera and in response to her uh, forthright statements about fairness uh, She was told specifically that she should shut up and that came from the Palestinian Authority yeah. uh, To make matters worse the American ambassador to Israel David Friedman uh, Was pronounced to be the son of a dog Friedman whom which is a very bad um, insult in Arabic, and uh, he is the representative to that area. And going forward, how can the United States consider uh, the Palestinian Authority any sort of peace process partner or anyone to negotiate with so much
1: disdain for America? Well, first of all, Barry, we should understand the main point here. The main point here is that Abu Mazen, under a little pressure, shows his true colors. And the true colors is that he is racist, that uh, he is anti-Semitic, and that he is not ready for peace, quite the opposite. And by calling David Friedman, who is a, a Jewish guy, a son of a dog, it goes directly to what the Arabs and the extreme Muslims say, including Hamas. They say Jews are sons of pigs and sons of dogs. So this is exactly his meaning. What he means to say is about freedom. Very demeaning, very derogatory, very arrogant from his point of view. So subhuman. Absolutely. And again, it shows the Palestinian authority, just like Hamas, is not ready for peace. They just use different tactics where Hamas is using missiles and bombs and uh, use uh, children as human shields. The Palestinians basically are conducting a political warfare of incitement, of blood libels against Israel, using just the same... Uh, uh, tactics of the Nazi propaganda minister Goebbels. The same thing. But when it comes to terror, it's not that they are against it. And we see that every terrorist that comes from the Palestinian Authority is not only being glorified, but being paid. And the more Jews these terrorists kill, the better money, the more money and better salary him and his family Gets. So we talk about pay-for-play all the
0: time, and that's the Taylor Force Act, which right. we're going to talk about. But as of now, with so much disrespect for the two representatives of the United States, how can the United States treat the Palestinian Authority with any kind of civility, let alone have a communication when they think so badly of us in America?
1: Well, again, it shows how the Palestinians never are... Uh, Grateful actually they are ungrateful. They've been very ungrateful to anybody who supported them in the in the in, in the past Tried to topple the Jordanian uh, Regime the Lebanese regime anywhere they go the Kuwaiti regime siding with Saddam Hussein back in the early 90s uh, They bite the hand that feeds them the United States gives more money than any other country for the Palestinian Authority budget and by trying to disassociate themselves from the, 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 the Americans, it's, it's just, uh, it's ridiculous. They cannot do it. There is no substitute to American involvement and leadership in any political arrangement in the Middle East. They know it, and the reason, the reason he's trying to shun the United States goes again to what we say, he does not want peace. So he's just using it as a pretext Um, to avoid making any compromise so far if you have you know if you analyze since 93 this famous Oslo until now it was only Israel who made compromises you know if we started you know you know in a a great distance between the two starting positions Israel now moved all the way 99% towards the Palestinians they didn't move an inch so because he understands that the Trump administration is much more realistic than former administrations who did not succeed with bringing about peace and it will never succeed by putting the onus on Israel and not also on the Palestinians. Israel is not the only one that has to uh, make compromises and we are willing and we have made compromises, but the Palestinians will also have to do the same. He is not ready for it. So he's saying the U.S. is not a, a partner, it's not an honest broker, so he can continue his policies of rejection, of supporting uh, terrorism, and denying, and denying the Jewish state's ineligible right to exist. This is what he teaches his children in
0: schools. Got it, thanks Danny. Quick question, we've got two big appointments coming from the United States, courtesy of President Trump. Uh, Mike Pompeo, uh, looks like he's gonna be the next Secretary of State and John Bolton is going to be National Security Advisor. The word out of Washington is big changes for the Middle
1: East and for Israel. What's your take? Well, uh, John Bolton I know very well personally. He's a good friend. I've worked with him uh, many times, uh, and I think he's great. I think he's a great American. I think he's a wonderful strategist, and I think he will be a great asset to the administration as well as Pompeo. And uh, I believe that, uh, of course, they, uh, all these administration uh, executives, they uh, serve at the pleasure of the, the president, and uh, they should carry out the president's uh, policy. And I believe these two are best suited to do that. And especially, I think, their contribution will be in two major issues that uh, the world suffers from today. First is Iran, and this Iran deal, which was so bad, cannot continue and I believe that just by the sheer appointment, it sends, this sends a, a, a message first of all to Tehran, to the Ayatollahs, so that they better uh, play ball and uh, understand that the changes should be uh, taking place and the same to the European leaders that the United States is not bluffing and I believe that these two appointments uh, may bring about a much better deal with Iran and this is very, very important. Second thing, of course, is uh, when it comes to uh, the tumult in the the Middle East and the Palestinian issue. I think both these gentlemen, these great American leaders, Pompeo and Bolton, understand that the main problem in the Middle East is not the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, but it is the pathologies uh, in the Arab societies the inequality, the um, extremism, the uh, negation of uh, modernity. All these cause infighting, and not just infighting, but they can inflame and they has inflamed the entire region which is so strategically important for the rest of the world.
0: Right, let's go back to Iran for a second, as you know. I'm, um, a big mouth when it comes to the fact that the JCPOA was maybe the worst deal in American foreign policy history, I'll say it until the deal is dead and buried. Do you think Pompeo and uh, Bolton, who have spoken out against it for years, mm-hmm. uh, will carry out a policy, as Trump said, to either tear it up or make major changes to it? And if so, will they be able to do it without European support?
1: Absolutely. They, they both um, uh, subscribe to this uh, policy of fix it or nix it. That's about the, the Iran deal and I believe that other nations would have no choice because even if the United States decides to go alone, that means that all other nations have to choose a clear choice between Iran or the United States and I think it's a
0: no-brainer. But what are they going to do, Danny? Um, Massive contracts have been signed uh, for planes, for oil, for industrial development Mm -hmm. all kinds of exchange of goods, services and manpower uh, are they going to start unwinding these contracts? I mean, they're talking about billions that have already been signed because that market is now open to Europe. Actually,
1: this is the car the U.S. is using because in order to keep these billion of dollars deals, which are very important for this European economies, they should fix the deal. So this is an incentive for them to go and fix the deal. If they do not, then they will have a choice. They may have these contracts, but they will lose American markets which can give them much more uh, business. And if you add to this the financial consequences by the United States denying any banking uh, transactions with these companies, I think this is again a no-brainer and they will prefer to join the United States and not work against it. And at the end of the day, it's also their existential interest. And for some
0: reason though, they think the missiles are going to fly over Europe towards the United States or south of Europe into Israel and it's not their problem.
1: Right. And and this is also an hypocrisy or this is a a misguided policy or I cannot uh, understand why they are not facing up to reality, which really basically is reminiscent of what happened in the thirties in Europe. They so much want to uh, postpone and avoid conflict at the price of having then a major conflict which many more lives lost than when they would just take care of it when it's still manageable. In 1939, they
0: could have taken Hitler out in a weekend. And by 1939, in the, in the winter, it was too late. Right. And we may be in the same place today. Thanks, Danny. Thanks and Because You Asked. You can always write to me at barry at americantruthproject.org Send me a request for a question, or if you wanted to get it to the ambassador, I'll make sure he sees it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.